0: Welcome to the New Zealand Tech Podcast, presented by Paul Spain, Bradley Burroughs and guests. Welcome along to the NZ Tech Podcast. This is episode 11. Wahoo! We're getting through them. We are. <laughs> we're getting so, old. Welcome, welcome along, guys. This is Paul Spain here in the studio with... You've got Bradley Burroughs. And Skip Parker. Good, good, good. Let's dive in. We have a huge, crazy agenda this evening, so we're not probably going to get through it all, so for that reason, we're not actually going to tell you what the agenda is in its entirety, (laughs) Um, but one of the elements that we're going to cover off to start with is talking about scams, online scams and and associated type things, a bunch of open source uh, news and announcements and and whatnot from uh, Google's I.O. conference. Yeah, a lot there. Uh, We're going to chat a little bit about some uh, mobile phone news and, and updates uh and there there are a few other a few other topics so um we'll we'll um we'll take those as they come depending on um on how we go for time
1: it's been a busy week hasn't it in the IT world around New Zealand and around the world there's been a lot going on
0: yeah it certainly has there was uh I, ge- I guess um you know last week we were t- we were talking about Microsoft buying out Skype. Yeah. It's and, all happened. And uh, that wasn't official but uh, that's that's all all been announced. Quite an interesting one. A lot <laughs> of
1: money. There's
2: a lot of conversation, a lot of good and bad and indifferent conversation going yeah. on.
0: Well the numbers were 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 uh, certainly at at the top end, you know, of what, what any of the rumors <laughs> covered. I mean eight and a half billion US dollars, that's some big big money, isn't it? I think that's the, a lot of cash. The Skype guys must have been
2: sitting there and just fallen off the chair when that one came across the table. Yeah.
1: Well, the, the irony is, use. is that one of the uh, what I read? One of the original guys that set up Skype was the founder of Netscape, which obviously Microsoft sort of you know that battle of the browser wars. They sort of blew them out of the water and you know did did all the, the dirty tricks to get um, Netscape out. Obviously, he had um, he'd invested about four hundred million at the time. He'll walk away with five billion.
2: So oh, he's, he's was, he won. was
0: with uh, he was with the well, the investment company mm. that um, that bought out yep. some of that was that um, uh, Jim Clark.
1: That's him, and he was one of the guys from Netscape that Microsoft tried to uh, mess around
0: back one in of, the day. One of his yachts is down at the marina at the moment. Uh, one of one, one, one of his hundred million dollar yep. yachts, if I've if I've got the numbers approximately right, but I, I remember reading that's the sort of coin that he spends on his yachts, and I think he's on to about his fourth uh, fourth. Yacht and that sort of price points. So, the next um, one would be
1: called five billion. <laughs> so call five
3: billion. My wow. gosh,
0: there's so, a lot uh, of money involved. Yeah, so if you want to have a look at one of uh, Jim Clark's uh, flash yachts, I think it's covered in uh, plastic down there at uh, Orem's Marine.
2: Um, you're like you're like Wikipedia, mate. I, I am well impressed. You've already started firing on all the cylinders.
1: Yeah, l- last week you were on all cylinders. We just let you ride that one along. It was quite funny to watch in the studio. Oh,
0: stop it! We're going to interrupt
1: him um, tonight, though. We're not going to. Well, that speak. one
0: I happen to know because we uh, we went past it in a boat the other day, and um, yeah, it got pointed out to me. So, oh, um, there you go. Yep, and a slightly yep. smaller
2: boat for your company, is it?
0: All right. Now, <laughs> ne- next. <laughs> Next topic. Um, let's dive into uh, talking about some of these, these scams, particularly, you know, there's a lot of um, scams going around at the moment. Mm, there is, isn't there? Now, <laughs> some, the, yeah. some of them aren't aren't genuine scams, but I thought worth worth talking about. Uh, I had a call from my bank this week, and the call... Naughty boy. The call came in from an unlisted number, and they proceeded to say, it's such and such here from ASB Bank, And just to confirm who you are, Paul, can you tell me? And they started wanting to ask me questions that would prove that I'm Paul Spain, birth date and all sorts of other details. And so I was fairly quick to say, well, I'm not sure who you are because... I haven't called you and what are you you know so um, my technique when that happens and I'm sure you guys probably come across the same thing is to say look you need to drop me an email with your contact details and I need a phone number that is listed publicly on your website um, that I'm going to call. I can't call you back on a DDI that's unlisted because it could just be a, yep. a number that goes anywhere, routed anywhere. I mean, I guess there's a small chance if someone has an insider at a, at a bank, they could have a phone on a on a divert, but that sort of thing's reasonably unlikely. So um, they came back with those details and and it was all legit. But it is something that is you know just worth talking about. Is you know don't give out any of your your private information over the phone when someone calls you. Yeah. unless you can be absolutely sure who they are. are the, one of the big ones I get at home
1: is that I was sitting there, the phone will ring, it's always between six and seven in the evening, and you get the, it rings and you, you pick it up and you have about a four second delay, so you go, hello, hello, hello? and then you hear it, oh hello Mr. Boro and it just goes through <laughs> Yeah. You, you know that that four second delay is not a local call pretty much like, most of the time and at that point in time my spidey sense tickles on and goes right spidey sense. <laughs> something's not right here. and I, honestly I've had about four or five of them in the last couple of months asking me around um, my insurance claims all weird things but there's definitely a that, lot that might of
0: have sense. been Skip and I doing a little bit of testing just, just <laughs> <laughs> but Skip yeah. puts Sh- on a good Sh- accent and yeah, right. uh, yeah, yeah. yeah but look <laughs> we were just testing how easy yeah. you were to be scammed but you passed the test well too. you've got a new car out there so i'm
1: sure you've got my credit card details <laughs> that's right. um, but no you're 100 right if you are getting called up make sure you verify everything that's going on
2: absolutely everything absolutely
1: and especially obviously with the Sony hack that happened recently you know the credit card stuff where you've had to go through Skype yep we've yeah you've got to be really careful right there now
0: and and with you know voice over ip people can get a new zealand phone number and they can be calling from anywhere in the world you know it can look like it's an 09 number and one of the scams that uh, that we we're going we're going we're gonna to look at shortly was somebody calling presumably from from india they were giving out a uh, a new zealand number and saying this is our number uh, but certainly that number didn't reflect where the, where they were. It's very, yeah. very unlikely to have been the case. So yeah, a lot of caution there. So shall we shall we dive right into? Um that that particular calling one or uh should we there's yeah, a couple of facebook hacks and bits and pieces going on as well oh I, yeah I think it's uh i think Well, let's let's dive into this one because
2: it ties into what we're talking about it's it's your mate down in wellington i know uh, co- it's, it's a local
0: guy it's a local in, guy in auckland this is this is a friend of mine rob he's a dj here and what what happened was he got a call we, we're guessing it's uh somebody in india and they would. They we're, would.
1: We're making an assumption it's India. Let's just be clear. We're not one hundred percent sure where it is. Yep.
0: yep. And and you know, picking accents and and so on. And uh, what 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 we're uh, you know what happened was he was onto it. He knew what had happened. I think he may have had more than one call um, from this type of outfit, and he proceeded to record the call for our benefit, which is is fantastic. Thanks for that, Rob. Uh, so we're we're just going to dive in and listen to a, a small uh, a small snippet of that as uh, as he tries to extract some information from um, from them calling him great comedy the, value and they're trying to do the same. What they're wanting to do is to get him to do certain actions on his computer so that he can install some software so they get control so that they can watch his key presses that sort of thing. Uh, and as we've heard from recent articles in the Herald and the like. After doing that, then they they will often try and get you credit card details for their software, which will supposedly solve this problem that they show you on your on your computer. Let's dive into that. Skip.
4: Can I just um ask you a question, and if you can just answer me um answer me quickly, who do you work for?
3: We work for the to watch For the who? It's a company name. It was based in Wellington. Wellington. Yeah. Yep, and um. Sorry?
4: Are you in Wellington? Yes. Are you actually in Wellington City?
3: Our company was based
4: in Wellington. No, okay, okay, okay. So, now, what is the company name? Our, the company name.
3: Our head branch was based in London. Stop.
4: The company name you work for, spell it to me. You
3: work for Support virtual.
4: Support what?
3: Support virtual is Virtual. S P O R T. S I R.
4: And are they a New Zealand company? Sorry. And and where are you based?
3: We're based in Wellington.
4: Not where is the company? Where are you?
3: Seems so we all are based in Wellington.
4: Okay. Are you in Wellington and, City? I'm are you in are Wellington? Right hang on, right now, are you in Wellington? Yeah, okay, okay, what time is it in Wellington right now? Right Oh, well, are you in Wellington?: Yes,
3: we are in Wellington.
4: Look at your computer screen and tell me what time it is. On the bottom right corner of every computer screen, it will tell you what time it is.: Oh,
3: you want to know what time is right now in Wellington?: Yeah,
4: tell me right now. You should be able to tell me within three or four seconds, I know what time it is where I am.
3: Sure,
4: sir. why not? What time is it? In Wellington, right now. It's
3: eight one
4: PM right. Okay, cool. And did it rain today? Sorry? Did it rain today or was it sunny? No,
3: it's
4: a fine day. it was a fine day? Yeah. Are you sure are you sure about that? Because on T V it said it rained all day in Wellington.
3: Obviously sir. So I told you that the time alright?
4: Yep, okay, cool. Okay, so and you work for uh, Support Virtual and what's your phone number there? Your New Zealand, what's the New Zealand phone number for Support Virtual? Yeah, I'll call our phone number is
3: six four nine nine, nine. five one one eight
4: 951... Yes.
3: One
4: eight one nine. So six four nine. Yep. Nine Nine five one, yep.
3: Eight one nine. Well,
4: uh, six four is New Zealand,
3: yeah.
4: and then nine is not Wellington. Wellington numbers all start with four. You should know this. It's
3: six four nine nine five
4: one one eight one nine. Okay, yes. Yeah,
2: so he basically goes into a non-stop <laughs> loop there, uh, just trying to explain
0: to this lady uh,
2: what the deal is with phone numbers in New Zealand. I mean, clearly they, she's, they, she's they not was from hilarious. New
0: Zealand. She's, you know, obviously, obviously, there's a there's a scam going on, but he ha- he handled that bit really well, and oh, you know, well. I, and and I think that's a good template to follow if you if you suspect somebody isn't being honest with you. What you know, what's the time in Wellington? <laughs> I mean, The time across New Zealand. You could to almost save hear her but, typing, but you could you know she 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 didn't know, and that I mean that was just great, and then asking about the weather. And I think this was during the evening. He got the call maybe eight o'clock in the evening, uh, and uh, you know he he just you know worked worked through those those series of questions. It was it was great.
2: Yeah. So he he gave them a bit of run around there, but um, we do have a snippet, a little snippet of what they actually go through, what they try and encourage you to do. So um, let's let's have a listen to that one. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Now, so look at the keyboard. Yep.
3: Can you see a window logo key in the extreme
4: bottom left hand
3: side?
4: For the keyboard? Yep. Yeah,
3: Press the window logo key and the R key together. Alright? Window key and the R for Robert, R key together. Alright? Yes. And type E V E N T.
4: E V E N T. B W R. What, do I put a space or not?
3: It's not anything, sir. V-W-R. Please open up. I want to
4: show you that how many infections do you have. Yeah, okay, cool. I, I, okay. It did the
3: same
4: I know. it did the same thing as before. It did the same thing as before. It opened a black window for like 1 second and then it closed itself.
0: That that was that was very cunning, wasn't it? So instead of following the instructions that she'd given him, he would just made up that it was, you know, giving this dos window, it was disappearing. And uh, that left her sort of high and dry, not sure quite what to do. You can
2: see what they're going for, eh? They're, they're going to go and look for just benign error events in the event log. Just little random things. Oh, have you got any red marks? Have you got any yellow marks? Oh, that's a virus. Yeah, you're going to have to do something about that. And it's just, I mean, I don't know if you've looked at your event view recently, but it's full of errors. I mean, it just happens. You know, network cable's not plugged in or
0: something like that. It just generates errors. Mm but, but uh, no, it's 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 an intre- it's an interesting uh, interesting technique so i actually haven't heard... this is the first time i'm hearing the or
1: the audio you guys obviously have heard it earlier on so I'm actually, is there, is there a third part yes now th-
0: this is... a we, we, so the, what and what we skipped over was there was another bit there where they were trying to get into they were saying right click you know on on my computer and and click manage and he was saying oh no it pops up with this dos window Is there another way to do it? So he's stringing (laughs) her along and wasting her time, right? And uh, just for a bit of fun and and obviously to, uh, to record it. And so she gave up on that she kept trying to get him to do it and it, and it wouldn't work and now he's you know he's 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 saying oh the same happens with this alternative method so this she's trying great. to get him to bring up the event viewer which of course he's saying oh no it doesn't it does this crazy thing has,
1: has anyone else heard of anyone getting a recording of these guys before
0: no this is the first one i've i've heard of i mean i know that the new zealand herald and and others have reported on this happening but this is this is the first recording i've come across so i was, this I was is quite good. appreciative of that
2: so, that, now the thing is that you listen to this lady and you think to yourself, perhaps she's just some innocent um, worker sitting in a cubicle and she's just reading a script. I mean, yep. it's, it could quite possibly be that she has no idea that she's scamming people. So then he basically pushes for more information from her and ends up with the supervisor and this is what happened.
1: Oh, goody, goody. That's like a sitcom.
3: Thank you so much. Uh... Hey, Ken,
4: just, just one second. I'd like to help, help you. Are you there? Are you there, Hold
3: a second. I'll transfer this call to a senior supervisor. Then she will guide you very easily. All right?
4: That's a very good idea. Please. Thank. Thank you for your help.
3: Okay. I transfer this call.
4: Okay. Yep. Hello. Hi. Who's this?
3: Sir, this is Lisa, and I'm
4: the senior
3: supervisor
4: on the floor. Okay. Li- um, what problem are you facing? Lisa, Lisa, um, I've just been speaking to Jazz, and and I w- just 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 for security reasons, I wanted to ask some questions just to be sure that I know who you are. Where are you based? Sir, I'm
3: calling you from New Zealand.
4: I'm where? Head office in of New Zealand. Where? No, no, um, where? You're calling me from New Zealand. Where in New Zealand? Sir, I'm
3: calling you from Wellington. Yes and we are, our company's name
4: is support virtual okay i know all that what time is it in wellington now sorry what time is it in wellington now
3: sir,
4: it's seven o'clock seven o'clock <laughs> seven <laughs> or backwards. are you sure
3: yes
4: sir okay cool it's not it's ten past eight are you there yes sir it's ten past eight in wellington so where are you actually calling me from
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh rob well you
1: want a man hug for that one oh. that's brilliant it was a good find wasn't it
2: i was so. laughing all day listening to that one that was great and i think we should try and figure a way to get that up on the, the whole the uh, raw uncut version up yeah. on the podcast uh, definitely yeah,
0: yep, yep. We'll, we'll uh we'll work that in as a special feature or something so uh that is yeah. brilliant yeah. I, oh wow that's very cool excellent excellent all right well um what about
1: the, the facebook one we saw just quickly before we came on to air do you want to talk quick, quickly about that one
0: yeah <laughs> yeah that that was quite interesting wasn't <laughs> it that, that came through at a um at a security or a sort of a hackers conference in australia
1: yeah security expo they were doing
0: where basically the the hackers are sort of trying to show off their, their you know it's a sort of a little bit of one-upmanship who's who can who can uh, Um, Show off the best hacks And and Brad You know What did you read about this one It's pretty entertaining This is
1: great So you've got We'll call them Security Expert 1 And Security Expert 2 Security Expert 1 and 2 Do not get on at all and so Security Expert 1 hacked into Security Expert 2's Facebook account, brought up on in front of everyone, Security 2's expert, uh, experts, all his family photos up on the screen, and basically pulled through all his Facebook information right in front of everyone. Wasn't it
0: actually the, the Security Expert 2's wife's yeah. Facebook page, yeah. actually? So even, even worse, right?
1: It, yeah, and he's just showing how simple it was. And Security Expert 2 was sitting in the audience, and apparently he was not impressed. So yeah, it was all a bit of drama over there there but look what he's trying to show is how, how easy at the moment some of the things that we so commonly use like your social media that they aren't quite as secure as everyone thinks they are at the moment and, so,
0: and this is this is a Facebook page that he wasn't a friend of them the photos were marked as private yep so they shouldn't have been accessible to anyone other than other than this yep. this you know woman's friends and 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 yeah.
1: everyone, there, there's a bit of the, the big thing over there at the moment is now all the other experts there are sort of claiming this is really unethical. You shouldn't really sort of delve into people's personal information. It's sort of like, well, hold on. This is what, you know, this is general user public. These things, the, the applications should be secure. So it's caused a bit of an uproar there, but it just shows how simple it is to do.
0: Mm. Mm.
2: And that, that's it. The, the Facebook social networking sites are using flat earth file systems to distribute these images. And if you know how the system works, you just go and grab the image. Yep. So, I mean, that's all it is. is People are gaining more knowledge as they spend more time on Facebook to go, oh, it's trivial. I can just go grab your photos. No problems.
1: But, yeah, this is all this, this. Like Paul said, this is his wife's photos on her Facebook site. And he was actually able to go through and pull out different images and, oh, yeah. It's not a good look, but it was quite funny the way it was presented. It was like home and away from the security world. It was quite funny. <laughs> yep. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, there there really are just so so many security issues and potential scams to look out for. Uh, you've got you've just got to be really sharp. Yeah. Uh, one that I got I got hit with um, this week or last week was somebody dropped me an email. and said, "Hey, I want to buy this domain name you've got. What do you want for it?" Now, it was a domain name I'd just bought, so they must be, you know, tracking something for, a, you know, I bought it for a future project. Not interested in selling it, um, but, you know, based on what had been offered for other domain names and so on, I thought, well, hey, if they give me that sort of money, I'll, I'll come up with something else. So I went back and said, look, you can have it for 10000 US dollars, and I didn't expect to hear anything back. Now, surprisingly, they came back and said, oh, I think six to 8000 US would be more appropriate. Um, here's the process that, that, you know, through my company that I have to follow, you need to get an online, you need to get a, um evaluation for your domain name. I need that to pass through our accountants and so on, otherwise they won't let me do it. Uh, this is the one that i 've come across before online in fact, here it is discussed in a forum oh, um, no. and you know here 's uh, an
1: executable you install to make sure it works well
0: no it wasn 't it wasn't it was actually it was simpler than that basically they 're trying to get you to use this online valuation system, which is the company that this chap actually works for gotcha and he i i didn 't even follow the link because so I was you know in case it was anything further dodgy, but I googled the message they had sent me and found other people talking about it in a forum, basically saying, yep, they, they, they lure you in with you're gonna make five thousand, ten thousand dollars for selling your domain and then they forward you off, you spend one or two hundred you know, I'm guessing that number, US dollars to get your domain valued and then you go back to them and then like, oh yeah, no, I'm not interested in your domain actually so they're making you know huge amounts of money from people getting sucked into uh paying for this you know domain valuation service so there's all sorts of of little scams going on and of course the one that we we uh uh we had with the um woman from Wellington recently who you know had someone suck her into this sort of online yeah. um, relationship, and then they talked on the phone and so on, and and social networking know,
1: was used. It was,
0: yeah, and the next thing she's uh, she's carrying a uh, you know a suitcase full of full of drugs and, and false uh, passports and, and all sorts yeah, of dodgy stuff. Just 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 horrible, just yeah. a real mess. So, uh, I mean, that I guess should be a warning to us all that you know this sort of thing can happen to you know to smart people and you know just be really really cautious when it uh when it comes to you know especially how you deal with people that that you don't know or you've met through um through you know online mechanisms and and so on so uh, yeah so it's
2: going to take me another couple of months before i can borrow your credit card is what you're saying <laughs>
0: <laughs> no answer oh that means no <laughs> cool should we uh move on to other news yep yeah, so um, some big things happening in the open source world and, and uh, I guess uh, in, in Google's world as well, right? Yeah,
1: Google I.O. was on this week and they did a bucket load of announcements. Some interesting ones, some eyebrow ones, but yeah, I think the big one was the Chrome OS one. Yeah. That was huge for me.
0: Well it's a, what's going to be int- what I think is going to be interesting is going to be looking back on this stuff within 6 6 months or so yep. to see how these things have taken off because last year at Google I/O they were uh you know there was big fan failure around uh Google Music yep. and it's only just there's only just stuff starting to happen now a year on yep. and uh Google TV which uh you know ended up being a bit of a bit of a a flop because they couldn't get uh you know, everyone blocked them in terms of uh, TV content. Hulu and other providers ended up blocking them. Um, so, anyway, I'll I'll just throw that uh, cold water over it before you start. <laughs> but I guess I guess
2: this time around, it's a product that Google have full control over. And the only thing that could go wrong is if they don't get the supply chain on hardware sorted. So, in the, so it's a on big the t- difference in those yeah.
0: regards because the so, other ones were related to content from other parties. Yeah, and, and everyone and that else, can be pretty challenging to sign. Yeah, exactly. be, be
1: careful on that one. So be careful. <laughs> so I, I rewatched the Google I/O Google I/O videos today, and while they can, the the hardware platforms are with Acer and Samsung, who they're releasing it on, one of the key things that the guy said was you can jailbreak these devices. He said it's built in there. There'll be an option to jailbreak them. So that means it's straight away, and you can only get the apps from the Google Marketplace. Mm. But as soon as you jailbreak them, you're outside the Google Marketplace. Yep. So there's a big thing there where you can start to break off to those other marketplaces which is the same problem Android's had and that's how the malware sort of has been going around in Android so mm. but
0: it look the, the, it, it's one a of good the interesting thing. things here is that Chrome is a completely different OS than Android right Oh, it's yeah. A, it's a competing OS even within within Google totally yep right it's a, i mean it's a whole it's a cloud based OS completely separate yep. OS but it's still Linux based and yep. un- underlying right yeah. yep
1: and it look i mean it's going to have 8 8 to 10 second boot time Um, It's going to have a marketplace, which is where you buy all your apps. Um, They've addressed one of the big issues when they announced this back in 2008, which is the offline ability. So it's all online. You either have to be Wi-Fi or 3G or 4G, depending when it gets released, which is June the 15th. They've announced it, but 4G will be out in the US. And the big thing was, obviously, if you didn't have any data connection, you'd lose all your apps. It would stop. Now that's been addressed and they can do it offline, which is good.
2: Yep. I mean, and that's, that's one thing they actually are packaging this thing with three G bundles. Oh yeah. So, um, and I know the base bundle in the states is a one hundred meg bundle with Verizon. It's like, in a cloud based PC. Where does how does a hundred meg get you?
1: Not very far. I know.
2: Yeah. So, hey, far. I booted.
1: Ah, I've gone through my cap. <laughs> so, so we were talking before, and I mean, this is it's an interesting place to be right now because if you are in the Microsoft or Mac world you buy the os but you put your applications that you want on whether it's open office microsoft office for instance pages on the um, ipad with the current google offering it's google apps that's it yep you can't choose other stuff at the moment that's the way it stands so as an article said in in a new zealand computer world is, is you are marrying to google you're going through the whole you are buying into the google stack the picture the whole thing the marketplace will allow you some flexibility but you really lose a lot of the choice that you do when you buy with the Mac and with the Windows, and even other Linux platforms as well. So I like it, but then I don't like it. If that makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I think their their challenge will be getting um, you know getting a strong user base. Yeah. You know, once they can build a momentum of users, then you know applications and 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 other things will come to that platform. So you know, if there were, if they sold. Yeah, you know, a hundred million of these things next year. Oh, then, that's big, right? <laughs> and, and, and I mean, that's you know, a lot, if, yeah, if they did that, you know, the Microsofts and others are going to come to the table with their with oh, their totally. apps, right?
1: But the price is going to be the one. I mean, we we're just talking before. I think the Samsung's going to be at it was four ninety nine USD for the the Google laptop. So it's it's not a it's not like a one ninety nine type you know laptop Yeah, Four ninety nine. I think it is a 15, no fourteen inch screen on it, but you're not actually getting an OS with it, you're only getting a boot
0: into right the so OS. It's, not, it's, not, it's not any cheaper than buying a a, a a base level even Windows 7 you know home um, no. home laptop no. with a 14 inch screen right because no. you can get that type of device today yep and had the the Chrome one what's it got in terms of local storage uh, Now, the one I read about was an eight gig. Skip, helped
1: me out here. Was it an eight gig solid state to store some of the documents, store some of your local all, files. Yeah,
2: solid state.
0: Yeah. Mm. Okay. So yeah. So you, obviously there are some some differences there, but one of the niceties is is within that price you are getting a three G capable uh, laptop, whereas you tend to you tend to pay a premium for a three G laptop normally, right? Yep. And. So- that's, what, that's
1: cool. Now, one of the things that the, um, in the Google world they've been saying is obviously this stops the ability, well, a lot of the forums are saying, hey, we don't have antivirus anymore, and a lot of the other people have come out saying who sort of uh, moder- moderate those things are saying you still need to have antivirus in the cloud for Google or whatever it is. So it's not mitigating some of the risk of suddenly going to the cloud you don't have, have antivirus software, for instance, which has yeah. been one of the big sort of thoughts that everyone was going down, We'll Go, going to the cloud, I'm, I'm free from antivirus. Yeah, I mean the
2: big um, thing about sense. antivirus and malware is information theft. The information still exists in the cloud.
0: Yep. So, okay. Interesting. So guys, what's your opinion who who would be the customers that would, you know, that would buy this product? Is it your home user who's into gaming? Is it your um <laughs> gaming? Is uh, it Oh, yes, Angry, Angry Birds. Birds. Angry Birds. Yes. <laughs> Angry, Birds. No, Angry Birds comes pre-installed. No, they did say that actually. Yep. Um you know it's, is it is it going to be your mum who needs to do some email and some bits and pieces a little bit of office you know type stuff and so on is it going to be um you know corporate business a small business charities i mean who who would be able to use this thing straight up or have people got too much of a um, a tie in with their existing apps that are running on their system to be able to use it i mean we we're, we're 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 google targeting this at Initially, is it is it people that are maybe Gmail and Google Apps users now? Yes. Yep. It's, are, it's, is there another user base
2: other than that? Yes. It's Generation Y. It's the it's that generation Big that go. is tied into the social networking sphere. They're basically they're not committed as much to email as they are to Facebook and Twitter. Um, that's where they communicate. That's where they live. That's where they operate. And if they go into university, they can do a bit of stuff like they work through the Google yep. Docs mm. um, and. At the end of the day, it's cheap. Mm. I mean, I could see this product sitting in Vodafone, for example. and Universities. Doing, yeah, universities and Vodafone coming yep. together and saying, look, tell you what, you can have the laptop for free on a $69 a month Correct. data yep. plan because that's what it will be.
1: Yeah, and I could see this being big in the Asian markets too because they're very much, their data connections over there are lightning fast. Um, the the big mobile and having a touchscreen-based device, which is all their documents from the cloud, where they can do all their social networking and local searches. Yep. It'll be huge there. But universities and students and maybe charities, big, big opportunity there for Google.
0: Well they're talking about offering it in the States on that sort of on a rental type basis, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting. I I mean in in a market like ours I think we're gonna start seeing uh mobile prices come down where there isn't really that room to subsidize to subsidize hardware and say, Hey, you get this free with when you when you sign up And I can't I'm not sure, but I wouldn't think most users would want to spend Sixty nine dollars on a on a three G connection.
2: Yeah, just throwing it out there. I mean, but, it depends. Yeah. It depends, and the, everything's coming down in price. Um, but it's cheap, cheap hardware. Mm. I mean, really, if you go, I, you guarantee you'll go into a store and you, you you stand next to the computer stand and hear the guys sell it to people. Oh, what do you do with your laptop? Oh, I surf the net, check email, and do documents. Yep, perfect. Hey, look, at, they can just go along and push them the Google OS laptop with well, a, with a data plan. Yeah, with a data yep. plan. Yeah. One
0: of the niceties if you're in this. In this Google world, and this uh, laptop will suit you, if your laptop breaks or you go onto another one, everything is stored into the cloud. Yep. So yeah. you just log into a new device. In theory, everything just sort of pulls down. Your apps pull down. Yep. Your bits and pieces pull down. There's not actually that much actually to pull down because most of it just sits in the cloud. Yep. Uh, so it becomes a, a, you know a very easy system to get up and running. And I think that's something that we'll see across the other platforms as well. Yeah. Yeah, that seems to be the direction that that Microsoft are going, Apple are going by bringing in the the sort of iPhone, iPad type features into OS X line and, and future releases. You know, we're moving more away from you know all this manual configuration and so on to something where as much as possible the information will be stored in the cloud and you'll synchronize it back down. Yeah. Now, you've also, Skip, you've been playing with
1: Jolly Cloud. Is that how you say it?
2: Uh, that's what I've been saying. Okay, well, well if we <laughs> got it
1: wrong, we're sorry, but Jolly Cloud.
2: Yeah, I'm calling it Jolly Cloud. So this this one is a, um, the idea, it's come from the guy who was uh, the founder of Netvibes. Have you ever played with Netvibes? No. There was a service in the States. It's a web-based service, and it's was, it was quite good. Um, but anyway, these uh, guys have come around the idea of, we've got all these aging laptops and devices. Why don't we do something with them, make something useful of them, I mean. Um, that laptop right there that Paul is using is old and aging Um, (laughs) I'm joking it's not but um, it's three weeks old (laughs) yeah (laughs)
1: $5,000 worth that's right
2: but (laughs) it may not be able to run the latest software of everything but we could load Jolly Cloud onto it which is a a Linux based uh, cloud it's sort of fat cloud client basically And the idea is you log on, you create your profile, and if you go to another Jolly Cloud laptop and log on with your profile, your cloud information and data comes down to the laptop or is available that way. And you can install various apps. It's got a, a mini sort of app uh, web farm, and you just add stuff. Um, not a bad idea. And just, sorry, free. is it
1: Windows, Linux, and Mac-based? It'll work?
2: No, uh, what it is is... Uh, there's two parts to it. You can go into it via your web browser and get your desktop experience on your web browser if you are using a web browser other than Internet Explorer.
1: So they've isolated Internet Explorer.
2: I, I don't know what the r- rationale is behind Internet Explorer's complete okay. ignorance in that. I just have no idea, but it does everything else other than Internet Explorer, which is a little baffling, I guess. Um, maybe they're trying to say something. The... Um, but the the main part of it is that you load this OS onto your dying old laptop. Right now, I've got it on a um, a, a dual core. A, it's a Windows Seven capable dual core pizza, uh, laptop yep. with two gig of RAM runs like a dog. <laughs> I just have to say it does. I mean, you, you can fire stuff up, it doesn't multitask very well. As soon as you're doing more than one task, you can hear the fan starting to grind into the oh thing and just no. sucking an air in screaming for oxygen. Um and Facebook and, and this is part of the problem is that um it's trying to render um a lot of web based applications in this space and web apps, if they're written well, go fine. But yep. if they're not and they're leaky and they do all sorts of horrible things, you can have that laptop just grind to a halt.
1: Yeah, Facebook's a good one with those. All the, all the Facebook games. They can grind a browser to a halt no matter and what it is. Facebook
2: is the worst offender. Yeah. If you leave Facebook open on this thing, you'll kill your laptop in about half an hour. That's <laughs> what we're finding. And I don't know if that's a problem with Jolly Cloud or actually just the fact that um, the browsers that they're using, and I think it's the Chromium browser that they're using as their base browser, um, it just starts grinding to a halt on Facebook. Uh, it just, it, it seems like a good idea, but it sounds cool. Yeah, it, it's just probably one of those things that's going to develop over time, and and I guess part of the problem they've got, which Google's going to bypass with their Google Books, is that they're trying to cater for every piece of laptop hardware out there yeah. as much as possible. Whereas Google is saying, no, nah, we're going to write it for this. It's going to be for the Samsung. It's going to have this chip,
1: this chip, and this chip. Sounding very Apple-like, isn't it? Again,
2: exactly, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hey, is it just me or is Samsung popping up everywhere?
1: They are writing. Oh, I'm getting one of the Series 9s to play with soon, oh. hopefully. And if, if, you, if you want to Bing or Google search the uh, Samsung Series 9, it is beautiful. And I will have a discussion on that one later.
0: Yeah, it's no, very good. Samsung really do seem to be um a design led business at the moment. And yeah. They're really coming good. out with some really stylish stuff and I think that's been that's been their um focus over the last few years, isn't it? Is to move Oh, Samsung Focus. Good segue, Mr. Spain. Well done. Oh, man, oh,
2: man,
3: you're man, you're a marketing no. genius.
0: Oh. <laughs> he didn't even realise. Yeah. <laughs> We're not talking about the focus. No, it's just today. a beautiful way of saying it. <laughs> <laughs> no i have been impressed with the with with the um you know the design elements yeah. of the of their equipment lately and we're certainly seeing a whole bunch of stuff coming through from tablets to handsets to televisions to, beautiful. to, to laptops yeah
1: beautiful man and also easy peasy you wrote down easy peasy ubuntu yeah,
0: yeah there's there's been
2: i was just trying to find as many different cloud-based alternatives to google type software um, the google os and um there there is a few that have Started and failed along the way, like uh, Good OS was one. I remember and, them, yeah. And it just disappeared into nowhere. You can't get to the website; it's just gone. Um, but yeah, the uh, the Easy Peasy from um, which is basically Ubuntu, packaged up in a cloud fashion. And I, I guess the thing that is beneficial about using the Ubuntu system is that it actually starts leveraging off the Ubuntu. Um, uh, apps marketplaces, as, as it
1: were, which is quite nice. Yeah, and, that, and that's nice.
2: that's going to be the key thing that keeps these products going. Is if it's got a supported app marketplace. I yep. mean, the Google one could potentially do very well because it's already built upon the Chrome Web Store. Yeah. So it's pulling apps that are already developed in there. There's no one has to rewrite anything. So um, the thing with Easy Peasy is that I, I guess it's a it's pseudo cloud. I mean, you can put stuff up in the cloud, but it still loads fat client software onto your machine. It just appears to be cloud-based because it makes it easier for you to do stuff. Right. Um, And, of course, a lot of these things, and Jolly Cloud does this, is it integrates into Dropbox and stuff like that quite quickly. So that's where it leverages its online
1: storage, file storage space. Cool. Yeah. So there's a a lot going on in this space at the
0: moment. There is. I mean, I I would think if you've got to put your bets on anyone, uh, you know, Google have got a lot of momentum behind them. They've got a lot of, Cash. you know, marketing dollars to yes. to spend. Uh, you know, they can promote their stuff however they like. Like the Chrome browser, every time you go in to to do a Google search, top right hand corner, there's a big sort of pop up there. If you're not running on Chrome trying to get you to download and to run the chrome browser right yeah i mean which i actually think is is at the point now where that's really tacky because they've been doing that for (laughs) such a long time it's just like what's this big pop-up on my screen you know it's a it's a browser-based pop-up with a little close button but they don't you know it doesn't seem to remember that it comes back whenever you know it's just um it's it is a bit it's a bit cheap how much they um they push that but so
1: my big thing is Chrome and the other, some of the other things, have, they have a lot of high rate of change, as in the number of releases they do. If they keep doing that with Chrome OS, that will turn people off. If you're suddenly having to update and update and update, even small ones all the time, and if, it, if they make any mistakes, you know, when you're playing with an operating system, you <sighs> don't want to have lots of updates, like feature updates all the time.
2: Could you imagine updating all these Google Books and cr- bricking them? <laughs> which is not very good look. And, and that's part of the risk that I guess you're running. Yeah. You've got to be really careful with your patch updates because everyone's expecting that thing to start and go.
1: Oh yeah, and Microsoft's learned that the hard way, man. They've they've done some nasty ones that have been yeah very famous for death, you know blue screens of death and everything. shiver just went up my spine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, th- memories, I mean, I think there,
0: there's a there's a flip side, you know, to that innovating and, and delivering. Oh yeah, a, you know, a lot of iterations, a lot of releases. You know, you get some new features come through quite quickly, uh, but at the flip side, you can feel like you're a beta tester because, you know, they're always changing things and fixing things, and, you know, it's not not always ideal. So, uh, yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, That's probably enough on that one. Mobile phone news, a few little bits and pieces happening there um, locally and and internationally. Uh, Last week, I think Friday... 2 Degrees launched their LG Optimus 2X, mm. which is a cool little handset. It's the first Android handset to be sort of released by a major carrier locally that's got a dual-core CPU. Ooh. It's got a full HD 1080p video recording. Ooh. And it's got an HDMI out. It's it's actually a really cool um, a really cool handset. The guys really, are now Paul, putting out their where, hands where, for it. And where, where is where this is phone at Paul? the moment? Uh, well, I was using it for a couple of days, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but the Paul Spain story
0: of hardware. And um, hey, I I didn't do anything dodgy. I pulled it out of my pocket, and it was dead on Sunday. So um, the technology yeah. reaper strikes again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. So um, I'm not quite sure what happened there. Whether it had a dud battery or what it was, and I and I. And I called up the guys about it, and they said, "Oh, look, you know, every time we send something out, doesn't matter what manufacturer it's from, some one reviewer will get a device that either doesn't turn on to start with, or you know, something goes wrong with it." So um, I drew the short straw this time around. Apparently, but when it was working, you could do HDMI out on it. You could, but I hadn't had it didn't ship with the HDMI oh, cable oh, in the box. Dagger. So I've asked for them when they ship through the new phone. To see if they can get me a cable, so we can actually give that a test. And can you buy these and, at the moment? Uh, yes, you can. Two Degrees stores only, but apparently they'll they'll be Ooh. selling them through other Two Degrees, you know, um, you know retailers like like Dick Smith and and others in the future. Uh, coming in at nine nine nine. So, so it's, it's an upper end. It's an so, iPhone. So yeah, Windows I Phone mean, it's very very at much at that sort of the top end of the of the Android, and it would be, um, you know, the the probably the the highest spec. Android phone available in New Zealand at the moment. Well, dual core. Um, wouldn't, wouldn't it be the highest
2: spec phone? Full stop.
0: Uh, there is another dual core. There's the uh, is it the Samsung Galaxy? Oh, the Galaxy. S2. Yeah, right. That's so dual um, core as well. I mean, that's available, but not you know not not probably other than parallel imported type, um, right. you know, channels or or via mail order from you know from overseas. So uh, yeah. I mean, it was a nice handset. I had a good good, um, a good play around with it for, um, yeah, for a couple of days there before it. Yeah. Uh, I was getting text uh, messages and on. emails
1: from it saying, oh, I've just set up this. Oh, I've just set up this. I'm going, oh, I was going to get it on Monday to play with, and I get a text message. It's dead. I'm like, so, oh, there goes my turn on Monday. Gosh.
0: The other thing I liked um, on 2Degrees, on because I ha- haven't, um, haven't really had a play around much with 2Degrees before, was... I I I got the sim and then I realised there's an option there to actually change the number, so hmm, yeah. I was issued with a default number, oh, well a phone and, number, and yeah. then oh, wow. and then I was able to change it to, O you know o two two and then I it gave you a whole lot of sort of suggestions you could do searches, and I typed in a seven digit uh, number my uh, my office number I thought that'd be easy to remember, and it was available. So uh, I thought that was quite cool. And, I, and two minutes cool. later, I changed to that uh, to that new number. And, and you can do number portability
2: through the website as well. So you can take my telecom account and just move it across to two degrees or whatever. Mm. Three, and it's all through the website. I, I guess the whole idea is that they're trying to run costs down as much as possible. So why don't we let you to do the work? That's fantastic. <laughs> you fill out the paperwork. We'll just make it happen. Yeah, but so. there,
0: there's a lot of benefit of opening up those features and just being able to do them over the web, isn't there? Wow, because I've got a spare phone at home that I'm using for some testing I'm doing at the
1: moment with something another project I'm working on, and I need a SIM card, so I might actually go do that. That's yeah. very cool.
0: Yeah, so I thought that was that ah, was good. Good on you, that two degrees. Yeah. Well done. Um, so, uh, yeah, what up? Um, so yeah, what else good, we got? Good, good things going on there. Now iPhones. A lot of people have been asking me when is the next iPhone coming out, Paul? What's <laughs> what's what are but, the secrets? Because you've got Steve's personal home number. <laughs> well actually a guy I know called up Steve Jobs and uh and actually got through and, and and had a chat to him this is this is going back um I don't know in the last you know four or five years ago uh but he he called through and uh his his band were were using uh Apple stuff and uh he he called up Steve Jobs and uh and they put him through and he uh, he had a chat and they ended up doing some stuff with him, so uh yeah it's <laughs> so, crazy. So That's there nuts. You, there you go. Uh, Stereogram is the band. Oh, wow. And uh, they ended up getting picked up and their music played on, uh, on Apple ads and stuff uh, around the world.
1: Holy cow. So, um, yeah. So what is happening with iPhone 5? What have we got going on? Do we know?
0: All right. Um, we don't really know too much. And Apple, as usual, are pretty, pretty secretive about anything until they're ready to uh, uh, you know, basically announce a product. But and they start
1: doing mystery leaks and bars by leaving prototype <laughs> phones behind that apparently or, or get stolen by editors of certain websites. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: So, but there just hasn't been a whole lot of that recently. And I think if we look back last year, it was around this time of year that yeah, obviously there was a lot going on yeah. around the iPhone 4. There were leaks and so on, and then June. I think the iPhone four came out or got announced. Is that about the right sort of timing? Yeah, if I remember remember it right, it was yeah. sort of sort of mid year. Yeah. Um. So you know, some people think, well, is it going to be mid year? And yeah, yeah, it still could be. There could be a phone come out mid year, but it's seeming less and less likely as the days go on. And it also seems like you know there maybe there there isn't room for them to release a big new revolutionary handset. So if they do release something new, it's probably not going to be the iPhone 5. It might be an iPhone 4S or, you know, something like that. What what are your guys' thoughts? I mean, it, it seems like they're not going to release in the States a, a 4G-capable handset. It's still going to be, a you know, a, a 3G network-based handset. Well, I guess the question is, do you go on the front foot offensive on the phone market now
2: that knowing now what you've got is that Microsoft and Nokia are working together on something? Android's really really picking up pace and delivering some really impressive handsets. Um, so the question is do they just go softly, softly and then punch into a really big killer or do they do the killer now? They've really got to deliver something well, within what, the next year. What would that year. killer be? I mean, it's got to be a phone that just encompasses not only great technology like 12 megapixel camera, it's got to be a good quality camera on that phone. I mean the iPad 2 has let them down on that and they, they've
0: Realize it. Well, I guess that's a a cost decision. It's about making, you know, they're wanting to make as much profit as they can out of this. Yeah, but I mean,
1: Apple always have a reputation for paying a little bit more for high quality gear. Yep. And and you you have that with Apple. There's been
2: the rumor with Sony talking about the 12 megapixel CMOS module that they're looking at selling to Apple and that sort of stuff. But I think the big thing for them isn't necessarily the handset, it's the services attached to the handset which is where the likes of, I guess, um, Android and Microsoft are starting to pick up ground as they can do all these things towards the handset. Music, Music movies. and stuff like that, whereas Apple may not have that edge anymore in that space. And so that, that, for them, I think, the, the key has got to be sort sortoutme.com. Because it is a little bit mm,
0: not so this much. This is happy. their email services and their you know find your phone services yeah, exactly. And, and so the like. It's their sort of their cloud based email, um, web browsing, web uh, hosting, that sort of stuff. Well, it's probably a little bit harder for Apple in that space because most people, you know, if you think about email today, people in a business sense tend to use Exchange Server, and in the future, I guess that moves into the Office three six five space or if it, you know uh, non non-business or, or some businesses are using um, you know Google Gmail Google apps that's that side of things you got hotmail as well you got hotmail yeah. on the consumer side um you know Yahoo the, you know there are a few in that sort of space but it's not an area that Apple was traditionally playing in right and that's no, specifically the, through their mobile me services that's
2: right but i guess if we look at their two main competitors being Microsoft and Google on the OS side of things now um, they have that stuff all sorted, so now they've got to realize: Do we bring that into the into the next version? Do we actually make that as part of a feature of the next version of the iPhone? And make it a really good feature that people walk away from and go, "Ah, oh, this is fun. I enjoyed that." Um, or what? So I guess they're probably sitting around a table, really strategizing how the iPhone product's going to look in the next. What's what's going to be the killer thing that's going to really push the iPhone back into that top? slot again.
0: Well, Apple don't need to actually be in the top slot. I think, you know, Apple is known as being that premium product, yep. the top end of the market, and it doesn't matter if Apple always sell their phone for, you know, $200 more, you know, here I in New Zealand that, than the competitors phone. I I I mean, don't it, know about that because I mean
2: they, when you go and look at a presentation that Steve does, he always pushes you know we're number one in this space, we're doing really well, look at the quantities that we're selling, we're pushing into these markets, we're doing this, we're great, we're doing these amazing things.
1: He's a stats-based man. Isn't he, he is a
2: very much a yeah. stats-based man. So, mm-hmm. um, and the stats have changed quite significantly for them. And if you're a shareholder, and this is really what it comes down to is the shareholders at the end of the day, um, if you're a shareholder and you're watching a product that was being touted as number one slipping down to number two and then maybe off to number three, what happens to the share price? So that's really going to be where the
1: ultimate battle is going to be. One of this thing is who's going to get the best share price out of this. I think also is that the appetite, whilst it was there two years ago for a new phone every year, when they were the dominant player and there was no Google, Microsoft really weren't even on the scene, now where you've got Google on the scene, you've got Microsoft on the scene, releasing a new handset and the appetite for consumers to spend $1,000 every year refreshing... It might start to dwindle a little bit because your consumer dollars are tighter, and you can go, well, hold on, I can get an Android phone for $4.99, and I've got all the same features. Hold on, why am I spending a thousand dollars? Yeah, you know, and that's going to be the big sell for them. Yeah, they might come out with a cheaper phone.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a whole lot of reasons why people buy an Apple product. Often totally. it's that they're bought into, you know, the Apple ecosystem. So they've they they've got their MacBook tech, uh, they've got their iPad tech, and they've got their iPhone, and those things work well together. And I think there's a lot of momentum there with users that wouldn't, you know, wouldn't change one of those devices out for a competitor's product. And so even with the customer base they've got, if they keep selling to that customer base, they're going to do really well oh, anyway. Yeah. way. But yeah. it's just
1: I think it's going to be tougher. So
0: there has been some thought: Are they going to bring out a, a sort of a, a, a smaller version, like they've got the iPod Nano? Is there going to be a, you know, is there is there going to be a, a no. smaller a smaller iPhone mini iPhone? Uh, yeah, that that would be interesting. I th- I think that they could come. I mean, when you look at the iPod Touch, that comes in what the eight uh, eight gig one of those is around three hundred to three fifty New Zealand dollars, mm-hmm. right? And that is virtually an iPhone. The only thing missing out of it really uh, is the the three G phone and data capability. And I mean, we know you can go out and buy a three G data-capable phone for $150 so they could you know put on the market a phone for five, six hundred New Zealand dollars and make a profit on it I don't think they're going to do that anytime soon but I Look, guess we're, possible there's
1: yeah, right? a lot of speculation we'll have to wait and see we'll see if there's any more leaks anyway mm. hardware so what have you been playing with Paul your new SSD
0: Oh, yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, last week I talked about I had the new uh, Intel solid-state uh, drive. So I've replaced out the main uh, boot hard disk in my Media Center system at home. And? And the tool, what I found was the tools from Intel are very good with being able to transfer across, you know, your data and your boot drives and everything onto the new drive. Quite an easy process. Um, and once that was running, I found Windows... My machine it takes about five seconds to sort of go through its RAM checks and whatever BIOS bits and pieces. But after that then it starts into booting Windows. That has come down. The Windows boot now takes ten seconds basically to boot and it's so just Mac like almost it's so quick. Yeah. Um so re- really, really nice boot time. That's to your login screen, then from there it depends on and we've got a number of, of, of accounts on that particular machine. Uh, then logging in, you know, it d- just depends on your user profile there. And if you've got a small one, it's it's straight in. If you've got a, mm. a bigger profile, yeah, it might take you know another ten seconds to log in. Oh, ten um, seconds to log on. So, um, <laughs> so it's 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 great. Here I was gearing up for you. Oh, I might take you about another minute
2: or two for a bigger profile. No, just ten seconds. Yeah,
1: I mean, <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I found I've got most of my machines running on SSDs at home, and um, it, it's Mac like. I've got a Mac there, and it's just that's all you can say now. It's 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 so quick. It is mm. none of the days of the you know the the jibes I'll come back after making a cup of coffee and my machine will boot up. It's literally turn it on, turn around. Oops, I'm up. I can log in. Yeah, it's, the it's SSDs lovely.
0: are great. Now I did make one mistake last week. Someone was tweeting um, asking, "Hey, where do I get this hundred and fifty dollar SSD port yeah. that, that you mentioned?" Now I thought that was going to be a was a sixty gig uh, unit from Intel. It's a 40 gig unit but for, uh, for around 150 New Zealand dollars you can get a 40 gig drive which is enough to install an operating system from and boot from if you've got a machine that can take two drives. That is definitely something worth, uh, worth considering. Um, just have a Google round. There's a, there's, a, um, there's a few companies that are selling that. I think starting around 153 New Zealand dollars, yeah. maybe there's some shipping and whatnot in there but uh, very reasonably uh, priced as a starting point. So well, well worth considering.
1: So I went to go buy the um the Bluetooth that we talked about last week.
0: Ah, the Bluetooth, um, blue Ant the, one. The, the the blue Ant,
1: Um, what's that one uh, called? four S S S T S T four. Yep, S T four. And I went to Dick Smith's and they sold out.
0: Oh, that's a pity because that <laughs> really is a great unit if it you want to be cool. able to do phone calls, listen to music and podcasts. Since most of the other headsets, as you, I mean, as you know, yeah. with your existing uh, car can uh You can't. can't you it. can't listen to podcasts. Yeah.
1: No, it drives me batty. Yeah.
0: Yep. Um, now I'm I'm aiming to uh, catch up with the guys from JVC this week. Um, they've got a couple of Bluetooth head units, so that can do the phone calls and listen to all your music and 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 bits and pieces. So uh, I'll report back on that. Hopefully, we'll be able to get a hands on. A demo unit or something to uh, to try out the. So, from, uh, from Skip Jamison. and I are
1: waving at him to get three of these things because we know he'll break one. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's right. Yeah, we're got to we to build some fault tolerance in here. somewhere. redundancy. And, and I was wondering why they were holding three ha- three fingers in the air. I was thinking they were saying, "Oh, we've got three minutes to go to the end of the podcast," which no, is probably we're well the, probably the <laughs> case over that. Um, but But uh, yeah, actually, they they just want more uh, more freebies. So. Um, yeah, Look, maybe ne- we should get the freebies mind.
1: first, and then we'll review them, and then we'll give them to Paul before we do go to air. It, oh, man, <laughs> the system's
0: breaking down here somewhere.
2: <laughs> I, we should—I should probably not say anything because I, I did crash that drone. Yeah, so. I did break the drone. So,
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, we, you be. We we yeah, actually, we, that wasn't me. That's, <laughs> that's that's
0: something I must remember and, and hold on to, and uh, then I can hold that against you guys for all time. Excellent. Cool. Um, apps <laughs> of the week. Now, how how are we going on time? Um, we can probably there's probably a couple we can uh, we can jump into there. Yeah, definitely. Yep. yep.
1: Um, can I do my Windows Phone one? Is
0: All right, one? off you off you go, <laughs> you <I>? little <laughs> Windows Phone fanboy. Oh, I am
1: at the moment. Um, the window, my so my Windows Phone is one called TV Show, um, and I've become a big fan of Sons of Anarchy recently, and so I installed the app, and you can go on there, search for the show you want to find out about. You click on that, you can slide across beautifully to the left and right. It brings you up all the episode guides, a quick synopsis of it, but it also allows you then to find out information about the show: how's it recording, any news in the media about it, has it been cancelled, has it been renewed, um, actors, it links in and you can have multiple shows there, and it will actually do push notifications to the tile if there's updates on what's happening with people within that particular show. So yeah, it's it's very very nice, very slick, and it's a, again, it's using that whole um, oh, the sliding motion left and right for the Windows Seven apps that have become quite synonymous with
0: them. Nice, nice, really nice. Now, um, one I want to put out there to the audience on on Android uh, over the, when, when I was playing with the um the LG Optimus 2X, one of the things I was looking for was a good uh, client for doing uh, Windows Live Messenger chat and some of the other sort of chat um, mechanisms. Mm -hmm. And I didn't find anything there that really jumped out as, as being you know a great product so i'm keen to hear back from people what they've come across yeah i don't know if you guys have seen something that's really good in that in that space on android yet mm. um but i'm sure there are some some goodies out there but what i had found through their uh, uh, marketplace wasn't you know just it wasn't that great i reckon um, that's a challenge so for gig
1: zone let's get the gig zone guys onto that and see if we can get something yeah from so
0: uh so keen to hear back on that and
1: um, what else we got? We've got um, Nod32 for Android.
2: Yeah, we've, um, th- this is actually not mentioned on the site yet. We actually managed to get a hands-on a pre-beta copy of it. Um, and it actually, um, it's promising. It's promising because, I don't, have you guys used the Nod or the ESET environment before? Yeah. Um, from an administration standpoint in a business, you can centrally manage everything. And it's great. And we've got it for Windows and Mac PCs, uh, Mac PCs, MacBooks, and that sort of thing. Um, But the fact that I can now... Androids was one of those Wild West devices where you're not sure whether you wanted it on the network. Well, now you can be a little bit more confident about its secure um, platform. You know, it hasn't got malware on it because it's now got Nod32. The same antivirus you run through your enterprise is on your phone. It's like... Nice. Yeah you know, this is very cool. And the guys at Eset are doing some astonishing work around the antivirus stuff. I'm really impressed with them.
1: So we're talking a full-blown antivirus product for Android Android um phone. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's there. It's kind of scary though. We have to have, you know, well, antivirus th- on the phone already. It's- yeah,
0: I think I mean it's important I mean your phone is a it's, a, it, it's a computer and yeah. it's more powerful than computers yeah. we were running only a few years ago. I know. So it's uh, yeah. Kind of sad that's yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> Just sad. I don't need it for my iPhone. And skip a favorite, a favorite iPhone app from you that you've been using recently. What would be uh, what would be a, a standout for you? We've actually been—I think we've talked about it before—the Yellow app um, oh, on, yeah. online. But I—I've um,
2: finally got around to getting it onto my phone, and I have to say, it now has become one of my main search tools on my phone. It is slick,
1: man. Yeah, the good good. Uh... It is
2: really slick, and uh, I mean it's a Kiwi development. I, you know. Full props to those guys. Amazing
1: work. Yep. Very, very good.
0: Cool. And now another one which um we will we will delve into in a in a little bit more detail, but was in the news in the last few days. Uh a New Zealand company based pretty close to our studio actually. Um Small Worlds. Yeah, these guys are taking
2: off. I mean, this is a whole online social gaming experience which ties into the likes of Facebook and stuff. But it's just growing and growing and growing and growing, and these guys are doing
0: really well. They've got something like a million, million users in that sort of uh, that sort of direction.
1: It's heading well beyond that. <laughs> yeah. And Sam Morgan's invested in it. Is that, is that the one that he's Yeah, he's yeah, just yeah.
0: invented $2.5 in in it. So obviously there's a lot of confidence about the capability uh, of these guys to grow. What they're doing is really innovative. So uh, we, we will definitely delve into that one a, a bit more in a future episode. Good on you, Sam. Good stuff, guys. All right, well that's us for this week, episode eleven of the NZ Tech Podcast. We, we are, are signing out.
1: See you later, guys. Okay, Thank catch you.
0: you next week. Bye bye.